Booty. Booty Christ. Sounded a little bit like you said burnt Christ. <laughs> Is that like what happens when like the image of Jesus shows up on a piece of toast or whatever? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I really want to call a new band name for you, but I just don't know if we put another song at the end of this episode. Wait, what it Burnt, burnt Christ? Christ. What kind of band is Burnt Christ? Mm. That's up to you, dog. This I is mean, your journey now. I've chosen I mean, it for you. Should we should we have two songs at the end of this episode? If if you want it, I would absolutely put another song at the end of this episode. You know what? Fuck it. Burnt Christ, I call it. Woo! New band name. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Lauren. Through years of playing together in our band coping skills, our collaborations have often focused more on bits and banter than on actual music. So we've created a space for our superfluous antics to thrive alongside music commentary, interviews, and more. This is More Talk, Less Rock. So Lauren, Rachel, as you may recall, a few weeks ago, when I was on my way to the studio for us to record a podcast, I had an idea. (laughs) Yes, you did have an idea. Yes. And it was a great one, I will say. It it was more of just a name concept for an idea than a fully fleshed out idea. Right, but that's how everything starts. Especially with me. Yeah. And in the name of the idea, Mm -hmm. picture it. I got it. Build a bop. No, I am picturing it in like the Build a Bear font. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my whole thought was that we could do a bit that was separate from the finish the damn thing bit, which is where we take a really old demo mm-hmm. that has been tossed aside and abandoned and finish it. So how is it different? So for Build a Bop, what we do instead is we give ourselves a certain period of time, like a day. Mm-hmm an eight-hour segment, as we did this time, and make a whole song from scratch, just like bang it out. Just yeah. bang it out, see what we can put together in approximately eight hours. Right. And so I brought this idea to you, mm-hmm. and you said, sure. <laughs> as you usually do. <laughs> no, I think what, it says, what I said was more along the lines of, that's hilarious. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, truth be told, I don't remember exactly what you yeah. said. I will say, too, that like I feel like more often than not, a lot of the things that we do start off with just a name and a concept and we kind of go from there. And so what could be more appropriate than for this, our inaugural Build-A-Bop, where we decided we would just ask you people who listen to the show, what should we make this song about? Mm Because like, hey, I don't want to do that work. No. That's too much heady room up top. Um, We just come up with the names, not the ideas. Yeah. We need other people to have some. We give us some follow through. So thank you for following through for us, our 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 lovely listeners. We you know put a little Instagram post up and asked you what we should write a song about. Let us begin combing through the uh, wide variety of suggestions we have received on the More Talk Less Rock Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all who uh, answered the call to action this week, which was, <laughs> what the hell should we write a song about? <laughs> These answers are really running the gamut, you know? Let's see. We have... Write a song about checking in on people and what it truly means to care. 
Which is a lovely sentiment. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> thoughtful of you, Nataratatat. <laughs> and a great username. Um, birds aren't real. Now, that's interesting. <laughs> Do we want to go the conspiracy route? I could be into a conspiracy theory, but yeah. my general and the isn't real conspiracy theory realm is space isn't real. Oh. I've said this to you. Yeah. Because we went to... Um, the Museum of Natural History, and there was this whole big exhibit we by do that Neil deGrasse time. Tyson. And I was like, the space is fake. <laughs> 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 How is everything moving away from each other at the same time? I just cannot comprehend the physics of it. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I um, agree. And that is the thing that I feel about most things that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, and I won't respond to it. Uh, our friend Anne says me, which, I mean, I would do that, but per- perhaps not for this exercise, but maybe eventually. Um, Prehistoric underscore son says chicken little, question mark. They, they don't seem certain. Yeah. They don't seem certain. So that's definitely chicken little, like the movie. I. Is there another chicken little? Like a little chicken? I feel like they would say a little chicken, a little chicken. if it wasn't the chicken it little. It is capitalized you know, title, title case, case, Chicken Little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I do remember enjoying it. Is there it... a Tiger Self in there that we could mine for content? Probably. We will revisit that. At least okay. Prehistoric Sun, you're on the docket for yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tall Girlfriend says, Conspiracy theory that the world is really 3,000 people being secretly shuffled around to create the illusion of 7 billion. Now this is interesting. It is a vibe. It, <laughs> it, it, it has Truman Show energy. So this is a conspiracy that I've never heard before. But you know what? I kind, it kind I of vibes. It kind of vibes. We can't. We like physically don't have the capacity to remember three thousand people. So like we could all just be the same. 3, I 000. certainly have never met three thousand people in my life. You probably have over the course of it. Maybe. But you wouldn't remember them all. Maybe. I don't know that I've been, like, direct... Or maybe. I don't know. 3,000 is kind of a big number. Yeah. But also kind of a small number. But all of these schools, all of these jobs, all of these existences this in the universe... This is going to give me a headache. Right. <laughs> Our dear friend Caleb, Ray Kondrelli, please buy any of their wonderful books, like All the Gay Saints or What Runs Over. Caleb says, the fictional town a show you revere or hate is based in. Whoa. That's interesting. And this this one got me thinking because I feel like... I will have thought of a show or a book, and they're fictional, but they're placed in real places. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm yeah. watching this show, Superstore, right now, and it's just in St. Louis. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I've been meaning to start Superstore. It's, it's good. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's just a place that exists in the world. I've been there. We've played there. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Mannequin Pussy says, the crushing weight of it, of it all, or the lady I saw feeding her dog an ice cream cone. See, I like this because weight is spelled W-A-I-T. You know, and I, I loved that the first time, because there is something about, like, the, the crushing, just, like, waiting. Yeah. Like, like having to sit, it, the patience of it all. Yeah. Not a pun. But oh, yeah, I'm going to choose to, I'm going to choose to believe that that was not a typo. Well, and the crushing she, she did respond to her own comment and said, oh, excuse me, I meant wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. I stand um, by what I said. Yeah. I, it- <laughs> I, I replied and said that I do also like the crushing weight of it all for the record. Yeah. <laughs> and 
you know, that brings to mind, like, standing in line in an endless checkout queue. Yeah. When you have to, like, get somewhere. Yeah. I feel like I could see a story develop around the crushing yeah. weight. Yeah. W-A-I-T yeah. of it all. Or if we want to go a little bit more macro with it, you know, the crushing weight of, like... Of, like, death? The world to get better. Or, like, the, oh. crushing, the crushing weight of... Yeah, there are two kinds of people. The crushing, the crushing weight of, of, yeah, of impending doom. Um, or just regular doom. Just, like, death. Which I guess is just regular doom. That's regular doom. Just, yeah. like, a, a normal garden variety set of doom. <laughs> garden variety doom. <laughs> um, on the Coping Skills Band Instagram, where we also were looking for suggestions, Kelly R. Tilson said, Your mom's, parentheses, not a joke. Which would make for a great song title. A great song title. <laughs> and also, but I, I think they would each deserve their own individual. This would have to be like a split single situation. Whoa. Yeah. And I don't know if I have the capacity to write a song about even just my mother in eight hours. Um, or at this point, seven hours and 40 minutes. So no. I, I think perhaps that's a back pocket. I definitely want to save that though, because... <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there there is enough material there for a song. I don't know how that would work, but yeah, but maybe. It, it, it could be done. It could be done. Celluloid and Vinyl says dog dreams. What do dogs dream about? What do dogs dream about? What if dogs were one of us? <laughs> <laughs> Just a slob like one of us. They are, that's true. It, it is. Um, that's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have dogs, though. No. And I feel like, um, you know, there would be something inspiring about, like, watching a dog dream that I feel like maybe we are missing. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the last time you watched a dog dream was. Uh, not for some time. Yeah. Okay, so we have many suggestions here. Yeah. Thank you again to everybody who took a moment to give us something to talk about for the show (laughs) and and write about as we will be doing now yeah so that was a lot yeah uh (laughs) genuinely a lot like more than i expected to get so Mm -hmm. that was uh really refreshing yeah i you know we liked that there were so many conspiracy theories yeah but I don't feel like we knew enough about them to write about them no i don't think either of us are particularly conspiratorial correct me if i'm wrong other than my theory that space is fake yes which isn't even really a theory so much as an observation right and that doesn't like like i feel like to me there is a through line between like conspiratorial thinking and like it like taking over your life and that doesn't take over your life no that's just me joking (laughs) because i don't understand a concept believing in a conspiracy as a bit yeah yeah we did really like the idea of writing about um what it means to care Mm-hmm. but we didn't want to rush it that's mm-hmm. like requires intent too genuine <laughs> too genuine for an eight-hour bit you know? yeah. um and so we decided to go with the suggestion from mannequin pussy the crushing weight of it all however we did keep the original w-a-i-t waiting because that's funnier yeah <laughs> waiting because you know on a timeline scale Versus yeah. a, a heft scale. Right. right, right, right. So thanks again to Missy for giving us that little nugget to really rock and roll with. <laughs> um, 
Once we got a topic, we had to figure out exactly what we're going to do, right? Oh, and then I broke the rules. Yeah. So we had to lay out the rules. <laughs> and then we had to break them. <laughs> yes. So it's not really a coping skills bit unless we break our own rules. Right. And we could do that because there was no one to stop us but ourselves. And it, we weren't going to do that. We, we certainly seldom do. We had some idea of the rules we wanted to adhere to going into this. Mm-hmm. And so we wrote a couple of them down. And they are rule number one of Build-A-Bot, create a song from scratch in one day. Correct. In our case, we set out an eight-hour period because I had to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Capitalism yeah. wins again. Yeah. But I also think it was good that we had like a hard out. Oh, yeah. And really helped us structure the experience. Yeah. And I feel like a day is different than like, here's between this time and this time, we need to do this thing. Yeah. That works really well for me, actually. That gets me motivated. Yeah. I need the urgency. Yeah. So we had an eight-hour period. So the second rule was that the song does not need to be a ready-to-release production, um, just a decent demo-quality song. Right. Whereas opposed to, you know, the finish the damn thing framework, we we finished the damn thing and mm-hmm. then put it out on Spotify, the song that we made from that exercise in season two, uh, episode 2.6, I believe, mm-hmm. was untitled uh, number sign, no, one underscore Zero one number sign one, something like that. I don't know. I used to know. So we just, the point is, we had to make a really decent demo, but Mm -hmm. not something that we're necessarily going to like put on the internet yet. Right. Is that it? Just two rules? Pretty much. I mean, I guess there, there was a point to kind of differentiate this from finish the damn thing, Mm -hmm. which we had already kind of mentioned, which is that like, Finish the damn thing was taking a demo and fleshing it out over a longer period of time. And Build a Bob is about giving us a constrained amount of time to make a song from scratch. Yes. And so we started just playing around with our guitar and bass after we had an idea, mm-hmm. had a, a direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and about five minutes into that, I broke the rules and said that I had an idea for a what I thought might be a bass riff that I'd written a mere two and a half months prior. Mm-hmm. I, I found the voice memo to to show Lauren, and it was from April 19th. So not an ancient, unfinished project, just mm-hmm. something that was in a, a, a small purgatory. <laughs> and I was like, sure. maybe this is a jumping off point. Yeah. Um, and so this is that voice memo of a riff. I think, honestly, it was for the best that we had a little something to jump off of. Mm -hmm. And I feel also that it is okay that we broke a rule that we made for ourselves because... It was just a minor infraction. Yeah. You know? It's Something you'd barely even get ran up for. Technicality. Yeah. So we had the title. We had the riff that I thought was a bass riff. Mm -hmm. In fact, the voice memo says, bass riff, space, exclamation point, exclamation point. 
exclamation point, mm-hmm. exclamation point. But then, well, you started playing it on the bass, right? I did start playing it on the bass. And then I think we kind of realized that it should stay a guitar part. It just felt like a guitar part. As I was yeah. hearing it on the bass, I was like, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. So we switched it back. It's been known to happen. Yeah. Seldom. <laughs> Don't ruin my reputation. Oh. <laughs> so you got a bass part and I got a guitar part and we moved on to the, the little derms. I wanted to throw little derms on it. <laughs> little derms. And you still don't seem to like that term so much. No, because it sounds like it should be like your SoundCloud rapper name. Little derms. Little derms. <laughs> little derms. <laughs> I'll consider it. I have to SoundCloud rap to do that, but I don't think that's what the people want. I think. I mean, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Mull it over. You don't have to be a rapper necessarily. <laughs> yeah. No, I won't be. <laughs> I just... Yeah, you can make some little bleep loops. I've done as that. As a little derm. Mm, uh, we'll, we'll circle back. Okay. Instead, uh, why don't we show the people what it was like to come up with some little derms. Oh, God. For this song. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have a guitar part. Yeah. And a basic bass part. Yeah. Well, what's the problem? That's an aggressive way to ask the question. <laughs> and I don't mean it that way. <laughs> The rhythm keeps fucking me up because I think when I heard you play it first without a click, I had like started counting it in a different place than where you're counting it. And like, I feel it in a different rhythm than how you're feeling it. Uh And so when I hear you playing it to the click, I'm like, that's not right. I, I That's can't not like, right. when, and when I hear you count, I'm like, I don't know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is so annoying. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh-huh. We are going to do a little drum thing. Little derms? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Never did a little derms before? <laughs> I can't say that I have. Um... <laughs> okay, we're going to do a little derms and then we're going to... And then we're gonna um, figure this out because we don't have another choice. <laughs> I mean, I know the obvious choice is to not do it because the only people telling us to do this are ourselves, but like that's not an option. It's not so. an option. We're in it now. So we're gonna just do it and All we're right. gonna figure it out. So onto the derms. Onto the derms. <laughs> it ended up being fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. We made a little derms. Yeah. It just was, I, like, it is a weird concept to try to explain of, like, I, when you showed me that part, I was feeling a completely different rhythm than you were. Uh Uh-huh. And it was really hard to explain. And I figured that adding an actual drum beat would help. And it did. Yeah. And we we finally, like, got on the same page of, like, what it was that we were making. I understood what you were saying. I just, I simply could not hear it the way yeah. that you were hearing it well it's like if you were like taking the riff and just like shifted it over two beats no like i get I was, it like yeah. I, it was it was even like like one beat it wasn't even like two it was like a like as if there was a, a lead note yeah uh that's not the term what's the term pick up pick up yeah um but we put on some derms figured it out is this gonna be a thing uh yeah i'll stop now <laughs> 
I mean, you don't have to stop. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> then who's to say? <laughs> um, and and then we added some synths over it. Mm-hmm. So we had like most of the instrumental by this point. Right. We had a song structure and uh, then we had to do the unfortunate task of figuring out what the song's about. <laughs> yeah. But what's it about? <laughs> so I feel like I could put lyrics anything pretty quick, but right. I think if we have a story that we're building, it will help. Micro could be funny. Yeah. Micro could just be life's inconveniences. Me standing out on the corner waiting for, for the, the bus. bus that never comes. Oh my god. When it's 95 degrees outside and I'm yeah. carrying a base and I'm ready to die. Like, <laughs> Was this like something you personally <laughs> No, I'm joking. It actually was... All the buses were on time and it was very easy to get here. Woo! But usually, a lot of the time, that's not the case. Yeah. And this is where I put it. Sponsored ad. If I had one! Sorry. Lost the happy, but the happy's back. So we went out and we got banh mi's for lunch. And while we were walking, we were kind of spitballing stuff back and forth. Yeah, we had talked about like doing your, you know, using your waiting for the bus as a jumping off point um, to keep it micro, that kind of thing. Just all of life's inconveniences. Yeah. And we had decided that it might be uh, interesting to make the verses more observational and the chorus is more emotional, mm-hmm. um, kind of like, you know, take different ideas of what it means to be waiting and build those up into the frustration of that, the, the crushingness of that, mm-hmm. I guess, for the choruses. Mm-hmm. And on our walk back from picking up the banh mi, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, brain blast. <laughs> brain, brain blast. <laughs> and I had a new idea that we could instead write the song about waiting for somebody to text you back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because whomst among us (laughs) has not... New phrase of the pod. Whomst among us hasn't... Oh, it sounds nice when we say it together. (laughs) Whomst among us... You don't understand that reference. Listen to episode episode 3.4. With the Amy Hoffman. the Amy Hoffman. Of the band Future Teens. Uh, But whomst among us hasn't felt the crushing weight of somebody not texting you back we've all been there and it just felt like such a deep pool Mm -hmm. to pull resources from and i think that that was definitely like a better more fruitful idea than like the waiting for the bus thing Mm -hmm. i we kind of started talking about like concepts different lines things we could talk about so by this point we have like a guitar a bass little derms little derms a concept little synth little synth some lyrics happening, some ideas for lyrics happening. And then we play the instrumental that we had and try to come up with some melodies where we could fit these ideas about waiting for someone to text you back. Totally. Which I must say is like, this all feels like a very opposite concept in retrospect to the way that I'm used to writing songs personally. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lyric vocal melody combo will just pop into my brain sort of out of nowhere Mm -hmm. like a thread that I have to then pull Mm -hmm. and we'll come up with most of that and then try to build music underneath it and so for us to be like oh I'll have a riff 
Let's make a bass riff. Let's put some drums down. Let's put a little synth, you know, accents on the choruses, etc. And then to have to make a vocal melody on top of that, Mm -hmm. very tough for me. Well, I think like it is interesting because when we, for the most part, when we write songs previously, I think we, you know, whoever has the original idea for it, more often than not you, Mm -hmm. or where the ideas start, um, we kind of have more of the song or more of an idea of the song fleshed out before we bring it to the other person. Totally. Um, And this is kind of, I think, the first time where we were just starting with, like, a a riff. Yeah. I didn't even know what instrument would be playing it and trying to build from there. And I think it was a fun... I'm doing some reflecting prematurely, but <laughs> it was a cool exercise to to try that and just kind of layer things on. I think the whole episode can be a reflection. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, all, all of this to say, I feel like conversely, putting a melody on top of something is one of your strong suits. Yes, if we're if we're going like the strengths that each of us have. Yeah, lyrics are not mine. Okay, in that they don't come as easily. Like you have words more than I do. But I think I'm I'm pretty good with like melodies and and things like that. Yeah, and that's kind of where this song, how this song kind of developed. Developed. Yeah. Thank you. And so as we were figuring out a vocal melody, uh, we started with the chorus and listening through it a few times. You came up with this loose, this loose little guy. Weight of it <laughs> because we had had we had known when we were making it that we wanted the end of the chorus to be the song title yeah we could like feel it we yeah could definitely feel it yeah there is some like um like dante's inferno level of hell that's just like <laughs> listening to the the voice memos that <laughs> of melodies with no lyrics that you sing into your phone yeah. just on repeat yeah for the rest of eternity thank you for enduring that you're welcome (laughs) anything for the bit well yeah we both have had to endure a lot of emotional (laughs) trauma on this (laughs) podcast to make it work so you're welcome yeah again nobody's telling us to do this but ourselves but if we have the platform we might as well yeah and if you enjoy us doing this please leave us a nice rating and review on apple podcast This is the beauty of songwriting, folks. Uh We had decided that we would also throw a bridge in there. And so um, that was Lauren figuring out both the bass part of the bridge and the vocal melody that would accompany it. And I will say, too, that, like, as far as coping skill songs go, a lot of them are kind of structured in a weird way where we kind of just have one part and then another part and then another part. And we made a conscious effort to make this like very traditional, like we're going to write a verse and now we're going to write a chorus and now we're going to write a bridge. Totally. And I think that was a little bit of a departure 
for us. I mean, we do have some songs that are more traditionally structured, but I feel like the ones that are were very like it was decided ahead of time in a similar way that it's like like when uh with I'd rather not. Mm-hmm. I feel like I from the top was like intro verse chorus verse chorus chorus bridge chorus mm-hmm. and just knew that it would be written that way. Yeah. Um and we kind of took a similar approach to this. So now we have like a lot of a song. <laughs> yeah, like we have most of a song. We have like most of a song and I think by this point we kind of just had to flesh out what the lyrics would be. Right. It was like after all of the build up of choosing what the song would be about. Yeah. At at this point we really hadn't other than our nice little discussion post bought me. Yeah. Um pre mid mid bought me, mid-bon-me. I would say. We hadn't really decided, you know, okay, but on a on a more detailed level, the crushing weight of waiting for somebody to text you back, mm-hmm. the crush of waiting for somebody to text you back. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> what are we going to do with that? What is the whole thing? And like you had said before, like I, I feel like lyrics are definitely a strong suit for me. Um, I think while we were doing laps around my little home studio, I was like, yeah, I'll just throw out anything. Like I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do it. You know, I yeah. can come up with a million phrases for you. Uh, and you did. Yeah, there was a point in time. We just like, we had like, we figured out a rhyming word and then you were just like throwing out phrases. And you were right, just dictating. Gonna, we were just writing them down. Yeah. And then trying to make a. A narrative. A mar- uh, yeah. Make a narrative out of it. And uh, we did end up using most of those phrases mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. How crazy do we want to get? How dramatic do we want to get? I mean, I truly think that we could get like pretty dramatic. Like, I know I keep saying this, but, like, how Blink-182 do we want to get? Yeah, pretty Blink-182. Well, because the thing is, like, I feel like up until now, like, we have some nice lyrics. We're telling a very specific story uh-huh. uh, that's pretty, like, conventional. So, like, how do we want to use this bridge to, like, do... To spiral? Yeah, to spiral a little bit. Because my feelings right now are, like, 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 you know... But, like, what if something bad really happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, like, <laughs> like, like, what if you got in a car crash? What if you're, you, you drove off a cliff? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, why yeah. you, why you, like, your house burned down? Like, like, I think, like, that is, like, the punchline a little bit. Of right. Just, like, like, take this bridge to really, like, lean into the paranoia. Yeah. And it can start small and be like... Maybe you got held up at work. Yeah. You know, maybe your phone died and you don't have a charger. Yeah. Maybe you fell into a lake. Like, I just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're dead in a ditch somewhere. Maybe you're... Yeah. Yeah. I think think it would be funny. Okay. And also make for a more compelling song if we, like, take this section of it to really, like, kind of lean into it a little bit. All right. Yeah. Let's get a little, <laughs> a little early off pop punk with spiral. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, this is like kind of like the cure meets pop punk, like whatever <laughs> bullshit. Like, can't wait that for our new genre description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we said it then, and I think it's still just so accurate to the song that we made. Yeah, the cure meets pop punk. It yeah. really is just like that, especially the um. Cure one eighty two. The, the cr- <laughs> uh, 
Especially that I think the chorus melody is really what makes it sound like the cure to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's a cure ass melody if yeah. I've ever heard one. If I've ever ripped one, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we have a fully fledged song at this point. Yeah. With a whole ass narrative and lyrics and a melody and a guitar and a bass and drums and synth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of me laying on my back on the floor, just waiting for the juices to soak Yeah, in. spitballing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, with, like, 15 minutes to spare, we made a song. Lauren, Rachel, it is 5.47 p.m. It's 5.47 p.m. 13 minutes to spare. And 13 we have minutes. a song. We did it. We did it. We made a whole song. We made a whole song. Did you think we would do it? If I'm being honest, I had my doubts, but I love that we did. Let me rephrase. I had my doubts for me. <laughs> that is what it means and, to have one's and doubts. And my ability to come up with things. Uh-huh. I had more faith in you than I did in me, but together we did it. We so. did it. We we did a whole song. Yeah, we it's did got a whole song. It's, it's got verses. It's got chorus. And a chorus and a fucking bridge. And a bridge. This is more song than we've ever recorded. That's not true. <laughs> I guess it's not true. But, but it is more song than we've ever created and recorded in a whole last day. It has more sections than many coping skill songs do. Yes. Um, so I, I would say this was a successful first build a bop workshop. Yeah. TM, 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 TM. TM, 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 TM. Build a bird on Suas. I think we made a bop. And uh, I think we built a bop. Here it is. Here it is.
did that whole thing in eight hours. We did the whole thing in eight hours. Is listening back to the mix is not the best that it could be, but you know what? You mixed it for like ten minutes. Like yeah, it's fine. Be <laughs> be less hard on yourself. <sighs> Don't know how, uh, but I am. I think on the whole, the song is good, and I think we did a great job, and I think mission accomplished. Yeah, I mean, I am the kind of person where we did this about 10 days ago, and I've listened to it at least half of the days that have passed since, at least one time. Mm. And I feel like that's not the same for you. No. So... I was hoping you would say more about how you feel about it now that time has passed, considering the... uh, apprehension you expressed in in that clip when we had finished it (laughs) i'm honestly really proud of it yeah and i'm proud of us and i think listening to it just now all i can think of was like oh man like i wish i could add this to it like i definitely want to add more backing vocals like i definitely want to like do this with a guitar like i want to like like i i i think like the song itself is good and i want to like make it into like a you know, like a, a fully fledged track. Yeah. And I you want to finish the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, I want to finish the damn thing. But I think it is very telling that it's like, oh man, like this is so cool. And I like want it, want to like make it better. Um, and I think we definitely, for, you know, coping skills, LP3, mm-hmm. I think we should try to revisit it and like definitely m- maybe put it on a real future release or something. Yeah, I definitely don't want to abandon this little guy. No, but I, as far as the song itself goes, I am very, very pleased with what we did. And I am very proud of us for doing it. And also for like, you know, this is kind of the first time that we have been in the same room writing a song in years. Maybe. Yes. And it felt really good to do that. And I think just, you know, there's something to be said for the exercise for for that sake, too. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, sometimes you got to just force yourself to do it. And I'm really proud with what we came out with. I think it goes to show what can be accomplished when you make an intentional effort to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Because we, had, I don't think we even had a any type of practice dis in the past where we were like oh let's like write a song today no it just always felt like sort of started independently and then was brought to the table and worked right. on as we saw fit yeah um instead of just being like oh like let's let us write a song right and that was really cool to yeah do. and i think i even you know for me personally i think a lot of that process has to do with like at least for me, like, my insecurities and, like, my abilities to to play my instrument and, like, be good enough at music where I felt like I could just be in a room and, like, jam in a way that would lead to, like, writing music on the fly mm-hmm. just in a group or or just us sitting, you know, across from each other being like, let's write something. And so I always kind of felt like the only way you could approach songwriting was if, like, one of us had the time to actually like flesh out some kind of idea and be like, here's kind of part of a thing that I have. Let's like try to, you know, do something with it from there. Mm -hmm. And I think this was kind of cool to just be like, yeah, we can just like be, you know, sit in a room and like do a thing that bands often do and just like write music. (laughs) 
you know the it's things cool. that bands do. Yeah, the things that bands do. Um, songs you've heard of songs. Yeah, it sounds but like in those. like a in a different kind of process than I think our, our usual process is. Mm-hmm. So then, is this an exercise that you want to do again? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, classic Lauren DeLuca <laughs> answer. <laughs> Just a real non-committal. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that the time crunch definitely worked in our favor. Yeah. So I think it would be interesting, maybe not record it for the podcast, but just in the future, you know, if you want to write new music, we can get in a room together and give ourselves some limitations and just see what happens. Maybe bring ourselves back to the 2015 mindset of making music. Yeah, just for the fuck of it. For the fuck of it. Some people think that we're the same. Call us by each other's name So it's time to play a game Called Tag Yourself Today on Tag Yourself, we have a submission uh, Which I always love when we have submissions And this submission comes from Adam Snape Thank you for writing in to the pod And it is one of my favorite emails that I have ever received to date Can you do a reading for us? I would love nothing more it starts, hello, Kopi Skills, <laughs> which we might have to change our band name now because I love Kopi Skills. Kopi Skills. It me, the idiot responsible for the 2020 end of year special request. So thank you again. If you haven't listened to our Seaside special, please go back. We show each other a lot of Christmas, non-traditional Christmas songs. I have a tag yourself suggestion. Pixar has blessed us with a new movie. So who is Luca and who is Alberto? Question mark. Dot, 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 from Luca. Okay, bye, Adam. P.S. Big love for 3.1. It made me do a cry while I was while I was sat at my desk in a busy office. <laughs> Which is now the only one, way I want to talk about crying. Because <laughs> I don't feel like I cry. I feel like I do a cry. Like it kind yeah. of happens. Yeah. N- not intrinsically. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I it, it feels not in, inherent to your. It's just like this is a thing that's happening to me. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing a cry. I'm doing a cry. Yeah, this was also the first time that we have both had to like watch or take in some sort of media that neither of us had seen or really known anything about before. Yeah, partially due to the fact that the movie came out this year. Yeah. On that note, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, because in order to do this bit called tag yourself where we take two items and decide who is who we have to talk about the people we have to, yeah things. we talk about the characters we just talk about the plot um which brings us back to one of our favorite websites for this segment the disney wiki fandom <laughs> <laughs> if i may provide a synopsis love nothing more if you would <laughs> set in a beautiful seaside town on the italian riviera Disney and Pixar's original feature film, Luca, is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. They are sea monsters from another world just below the water's surface. I will say I don't remember them eating gelato, but I did only watch the movie once. I also don't remember them eating gelato. Like, I get that it's in Italy, but come on. That's just, like, a thing that happens. You could, like, say real facts. I don't think that was a very big part of the plot. No. Anyway. Don't fact check us. <laughs> I will be rewatching the movie. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. so our task today is to tag ourselves as Luca and Alberto from this movie, which I found 
fucking delightful. It was very, it was nice. It was such, it was so cute. Yeah. It was simply so, so cute. Again, thank you, Adam, for making us watch it for this bit. I went back and forth for a second in the beginning, I'll be honest. How so? Well, at first, I thought I was Alberto, and then I thought I was Luca, and then I thought I was Alberto again. Mm. Um, Interesting. With a little bit of Julia thrown in, like, Mm. I do feel like that's the character I most identify with. I was honestly going to say that, like, I think even more so than either of them, I feel like you have big Julia energy. Thank you. For sure. Yeah. First impressions. Since this is a a very recent film that we are not only giving spoilers for, but um, we can't just assume people have seen, like in the last episode where we did Shrek and that film's been out for 20 years. Yeah. (laughs) So we will stay on the Disney fan in Wikipedia Mm -hmm. and uh, start with Luca, Mm -hmm. the protagonist, of course. Mm -hmm. Luca starts out as a very timid and shy character. He is afraid of the surface, but is also very curious about it. He meets Alberto, who Luca thinks is a human diver, but turns out to be a sea monster just like him. After Alberto introduces him to the surface, Luca attempts to confidently refuse staying there as he believes himself to be a, quote, good kid. When he receives the opportunity to approach the surface shortly later on, his first reaction is reluctance to disobey his parents' orders and see Alberto again. As the movie progresses, Luca is able to expand on his curiosities about human life and what was on the surface as Alberto shows him his collection of human items. Alberto is able to teach Luca to ignore his doubts and leave his comfort zone, which is how he gained his skills on a bicycle that he needed to compete in the Porto Rosso Cup. He credits Alberto with teaching him how to be crazy. And then... Can I just say, I love how you pronounce Porto Rosso. <laughs> Thank you! <I'm> trying. <laughs> We're both Italian. It's We're both Italian, yeah. <laughs> With names like DeLuca and Dispenza. Who is surprised? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Uh, Alberto proudly prizes his knowledge of the human world and, in being alone for so many days in the lighthouse, was instantly eager to share it all with Luca. He enjoys having fun, a trait that stays solid within him throughout the entire film. One of his dreams was to ride a Vespa, a special scooter depicted in a poster he'd collected and stored in his home. After meeting Luca, Alberto insisted on taking the lead. Having an opportunity at making a friend gave him the chance to tell the younger sea monster everything he knew about humans, despite Luca's dislike of being told what to do. Seeing Luca and Julia bond over common interests made Alberto feel downcast as he didn't want to lose Luca, who was his only friend. The reason for this is that Alberto's father abandoned him and because he said Alberto was old enough to take care of himself, despite the fact that he was still a child. The isolation led him to feeling incredibly lonely to the point where he can become possessive and angry at people believing they will leave him and will be alone again if he doesn't keep them close. By the end of the movie, however, he is more considerate of Luca and even sells the Vespa he's always dreamed of having to give Luca a ticket to Genoa. He formed a close bond to Massimo and was willing to stay in Porto Rosso with him while Luca could be happy in Genoa going to school with Julia. So those are our characters. Mm -hmm. Which really kind of puts it all on the table pretty... Pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I think my instinct, and tell me if you agree, is that I'm Luca and you're Alberto. Right? I will answer in the form of a voice memo that I took (laughs) while watching the movie. Okay. I am 10 minutes into the movie and have just seen what I assume is the moment where Alberto and Luca meet. And I feel like this is a direct parallel to the experience of me bringing you on tour. 
Because what had happened was, you don't know that that's Alberto yet. You just kind of like have to assume. But like Luca follows him swimming to the surface. And then, you know what? I'll just, I'll just roll the clip. So Luca is transforming from sea monster to human. And Alberto's just watching it. Just like casually. Oh, this feels familiar. <laughs> Which one of us is more likely to say, this is bad. I'm not supposed to be up here. I'm a good kid. I was always a good kid. Like I was mm-hmm. very much a good kid. And I yeah. would have thought, you know, as a, as a teen, I'm not supposed to be here. I must leave. Or like first time, of course it is. I'm a good kid. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the, dynamic of our interpersonal relationship Mm -hmm. i would bring you somewhere and you would be like i don't know i uh, would freak out (laughs) (laughs) but then you came back (laughs) but i was like oh this is cool actually (laughs) and so thanks thanks for pushing me into this i appreciate it and so when you follow me to the surface into my lighthouse full of junk this actually this moment is where i most identified with luca Mm -hmm. However, the scene five minutes after that, while Luca and Alberto are working on something, and Luca says, I have to go, and then one hour later, Luca says, I have to go, and then 45 minutes later, Luca says, I have to go, and then two hours later, Luca says, I have to go. Oh boy, if that ain't fucking me. (laughs) (laughs) Me trying to leave any social situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just simply, yeah, can't. Yeah, simply can't. Yeah, having too good a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but beyond that. It's just like the way those personality types were described and, and it's just ah, it's mm-hmm. just too easy when yeah. you look at it that way. Yeah. This is this is a little bit of a straight more straightforward one, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also I think if you throw Julia into the mix, mm-hmm. it makes things a little bit more interesting. Because I think you are more Julia than Alberto, maybe a little bit. You, you know, Julia with a hint of Alberto. Yeah, I think that really is the vibe. Uh, yeah. I mean, it says here on, that Julia described herself as an underdog who is different from the rest of the crowd. She tried to paint herself as someone independent uh, as she was reluctant to accept help from Luca and Alberto, but began to open up to the two boys. And, um, you know, she... I just I I really just vibe with her energy. There's I can't really explain it based on the personality description, but she's good energy for yeah. sure. The way that she stood up for 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 them reminded me of of times that I have done that for you. Yeah. Um. And because I'm not gonna stand up for myself. No. <laughs> no. But I will physically insert myself in the way of your danger. So yeah. 
Um, Whether I ask you to or not. No. <laughs> Again, are you likely to ask? No. <laughs> but as exactly. far as Luca and Alberto go, I mean, I really, I, I, I get it, you know? Alberto can be a little more headstrong, a little more like, I know what I'm doing, like, blah, 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 come with me. And, you know, the very end where, like, Alberto sold the Vespa to buy Luca the ticket and they all surprised him. Yeah. And I think, too, there is, like, it's more than just, like, you should do this thing because I want you to do this thing. It's, like, I know that you will like this. And I know that you are scared and apprehensive. And, like, I'm telling you that this is cool and that, like, you should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is is significant. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am definitely the kind of person that's, like, I, you know, even if I know that I'll like something, I, if I'm apprehensive about it, I'll be, like, no thanks. And I, you know, do often need someone like you who's, like, just come on. Like, <laughs> like it's going to be great. Just, like. Stop worrying. Silencio like, Bruno. Silencio <laughs> Bruno. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was cute. It was. I And I do want to say that I I was expecting it to be gayer. <laughs> I was expecting it to be gayer. And like, I know it's Disney and Pixar and like, it is not going to be gay. But like, I, and also, I feel like I do need to preface this by saying that like, I think it is important that there are stories told between like two boys and they're just friends and this is about friendship and like, that's important but also like when you are starred for representation and a movie like this comes along and you're like oh these two boys could be gay yeah <laughs> and like it would work <laughs> right and they're literally like coming out of- it's fine <laughs> they're like 10 years old yeah um i i hear what you're saying and i think having been told not told, but there was a lot of just, like, speculation around the movie where these boys are gay, these boys are gay. And if I hadn't seen that, I would have never had that thought as a gay person. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I just... Do you think your your mind wouldn't have went there if you if you didn't see that talked about before? I'm not sure it might have, but I feel like when I was looking for it, there yeah. was less to see. Yeah. And then it's disappointing that it's not there. Well, the thing about it is that, like, literally the gay things about it are, like, oh, these are two boys and they're spending time together and they're, like, bonding and hanging out. Right. And Alberto is jealous of Julia. Yeah. And, like, enjoying each other's company. But, like, that doesn't have to be, like, a gay thing. That could just be, like, a friendship thing. (laughs) Right. Whomst among us. Right. Uh, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also, they are 10 years old and, like, it's fine. (laughs) Exactly. Regardless, gay or not gay. I feel like I just needed to to bring up that there were some vibes yes. that I was picking up on. Oh, well, what I was going to say is regardless, the movie really hit me in a soft spot. Yeah. A la Lilo and Stitch. Apparently, this is the shit that just sets me off now. <laughs> and when I finished watching it, I sent you a voice message. You did. About my response. Yeah. I just want you to know that I did, in fact, cry at the end of Luca and... Um, I don't know how I became such a little baby bitch, but when it comes to (laughs) animated tales of friendship, apparently just the waterworks just start coming. Because I guess now when it comes to 
animated films of friendship with conflict. I just can't handle my shit anymore. That's just like what really cuts me to the deep is close friendships in yeah. trouble. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't think you're ever too old for that. No. No. Simply not. All of that to say. Tag yourself. I'm Luca. And I'm Alberto. Yeah. So before we end this episode, um, we are we want to let you know that this is where our mid-season break occurs. And one of the things that we're preparing to do for the second half of the season is make a couple of episodes about touring. I am a tour manager, merch manager, production manager. I only accept titles that have manager in it these days mm-hmm. and will be on the road uh, starting today, the day that this episode airs. And we were wondering if you have any questions about what the return to tour is like for artists, for crew, for whatever, and want to write in any questions to moretalklessrock at gmail.com, along with any tag yourself suggestions, which we forgot to say at the end of the bit, please send us an email and let us know what your curiosities are about uh, the live music industry. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of More Talk, Less Rock. We record, produce, edit, and release it ourselves, and we hope you have fun listening to it. If you do enjoy the show, please leave us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show, or at least that's what they say on other podcasts, and I'm inclined to believe them. You can also follow us on social media at More Talk Less Rock on Instagram and at MTLR Podcast on Twitter. Or you can send us an email with a tag yourself suggestion or just to say hello. I'm Lauren. And I'm Rachel. And, and we're, we're just happy to be here. And now, More Talk, Less Rock is proud to present Garden Variety Doom by Burnt Christ.